G'day guys, Eero here for episode 55, all the way back in episode oh, 23, 22, 23 maybe, I did a bit more of a light-hearted episode where um, I was basically just talking crap while I painted, um, and that's kind of what episode 55 is going to be, I'm going to be... Uh, painting some MDF terrain uh, while I have a bit of a chat with you. Just shoot the breeze, so enjoy. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for The Imperial Orc Podcast. Now you'll have to just bear with me while I unload the dishwasher like the, uh, the good husband that I am. Uh, <laughs> the way I figure it, if I do some chores, you know, first, get those out of the way. So I'm home alone. If I get the chores out of the way first, and then do some of my hobby, then, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like an easier life. Not that the wife really gives me a hard time, she never actually ever does. But I don't know, just makes me feel a little bit like I'm giving back, you know, I'm doing something to help the household run before I spend the next four hours painting my toys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so thrilling stuff, obviously emptying a dishwasher, but much like you guys, I imagine, while I'm doing most things, not everything, but while I'm doing most things, I'm thinking about the hobby. And uh, at the moment, some of you might be aware that I'm um, concentrating on a, a Wild West project that I've got called Coffinwood. Um, and uh, I've built a whole bunch of MDF terrain. Uh, last week's episode, episode 54, was all about my new appreciation for MDF buildings and things like that. They're actually pretty cool. They're very two-dimensional very flat, very kind of almost toyish, but they work really well for a Wild West setting. Actually, I was talking to a blog follower on the blog <laughs> called Woodoo Gast, who um, is very keen to use, at least try some MDF, uh, science fiction MDF for a Necromunda project he's got. And I'd sort of suggested that they might be a bit too blocky it might be a bit too plain, so maybe um, glue on some gubbins, some plastic bits and pieces to make it a bit more detailed, a bit more interesting to look at. And uh, I think he's gonna possibly try that idea, which I think would be cool. Um, okay, so the dishes are done. Do I need to do any other chores? I've got my little dog, Eddie, in here with me this afternoon. And I've got, um, you good boy? So he's 10 years old, he just turned 10 years old. And his full name is Edward Brian Bruce. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, why not, really? So he's gonna keep me company, aren't you, little man? Yeah, you good boy? You wanna say hello? You wanna say hello? And he's gone shy, he's shy of the, uh, he's shy of being recorded. He hates the sound of his own voice, this dog. Aren't you, buddy? You good? Good boy. Got a bit of Black Sabbath playing in the background, just to set the mood. Um, now, <clears throat> I've taken over half of the kitchen table, actually, 
I did the same thing when I did my tree house and I'm doing it again with the Wild West um, project. The reason being, hang on, let me just set this up somewhere. Okay, so the reason being is because, yeah, the wife doesn't like me tucked away in the fungin downstairs. I quite like it, I'm quite happy down there, but uh, like, you know, I wouldn't spend every night down there, but yeah, it's, it's kind of peaceful and tranquil and all that kind of thing, so I'm quite happy in my own little space down there, but it is also nice being around people from time to time, especially people that I like, such as my family. So while they're watching telly or doing whatever they're doing, sometimes they sit at the table with me and do some art, I, uh, I do my thing and it's kind of nice, it's kind of cool because we can still share space and time, <laughs> but I can also get some hobby stuff done, which is obviously one of my big passions. All right, so what I've got, I've forgotten the, uh, the Spanish translation because that's what I'm gonna be calling it, as in a Spanish name, um, but it translates to, in English, House of the Unholy. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a two-story building and it's got a bit of a Mexican kind of hacienda. Is that a word? That's the right word. Hacienda kind of vibe. Um, again, it's in a Wild West setting, so I think, you know, this could be maybe on the border somewhere, like Texas, or I don't know. It's not really Wild West though, is it? But you know what I mean? Like it's got, I don't know, it's just got a bit of a Mexican-y type vibe to it, and I think it will work for Coffinwood. Look, Coffinwood is a completely made up <laughs> place that I've come up with. So I can have it anywhere, really, can't I? It can be a bit of Mexican, it could be a bit of New York, it could be a bit of Australian, who knows? But this particular building is very, it's got a bit of a, I suppose, Alamo vibe, and people, long-term listeners of this show know that I'm a big fan of things like the Alamo. And we'll hopefully one day build the Alamo in a diorama form. Okay, so what I've got so far, what I've done so far, I've built the whole structure and I've given it a little bit of wear and tear as well. Um, I've broken some of the brickwork just to make it look a little bit rough around the edges, a bit older, like it's been sort of sitting around for, you know, at least a hundred years. And um, I've painted, base coated the whole thing white, except for the roof. I've base coated the roof ter terracotta color. I actually had to fiddle around with the roof a bit because Hard to explain, but um, the holes where you click the roof onto um, weren't in the right place, which is odd. And I mucked around with it for a while, thinking maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but no matter which way I tried, the holes wouldn't line up with the little uh, knobs or pegs that stick out on the roof frame. Um, so anyway, so I sort of uh, just roughly did it, but now it does have some holes, so I'm sort of looking at that thinking, do I need to fill them holes at all? Or should I bother or should I not bother? I don't know, I don't know. I don't think overall it's really gonna matter, but it might bother me and I can, I'm not really, I don't, I suppose I've got some OCD things, but uh, yeah, with some things I'm willing to let them go because I sort of think, well, in the grand scheme of things, it's not gonna be that noticeable, but then it becomes one of those things that I just keep staring at it, you know? Like once you've noticed it, you can't stop seeing it. <laughs> It's like uh, the stormtrooper in uh, Star Wars New Hope who bangs his head on the, the door that slides upwards. Um, you know, once you've seen it, now you every time I watch that movie, I'm looking for that blooper. Um, anyway, 
so yeah, base coated white, majority white with the roof terracotta. What I'm gonna do though, because where I've painted the wife terracotta, the, did I just say the wife? <laughs> oh man, it's only 10 to one. I'm, I swear I haven't been drinking. Where I've painted the roof terracotta, um, I, there's a bit of overlap onto the, onto the framework where, where it's meant to be white. So I'm gonna touch that up first, I think. So we'll do that first. So I'm using Vallejo uh, model color acrylic colors. Uh, this is just the plain white, 001, for those of you that work with the numbers. I'm giving it a bit of a shake. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I said I'd paint the wife terracotta. Um, I mean, she'd look good painted terracotta, but I'd probably prefer gold or silver, maybe, I don't know. Bit of a Barbarella kind of, anyway, <laughs> getting carried away there, mate. Uh, all right, so squirt out a bit of a Vallejo whites. I go with my, I love these brushes. Um, the Newton ones, and where are they? Yeah, I actually do I need to, no, I don't need to use that one. I'll just use my big blobby brush, I call it. Um, I do a lot of um, dry work, dry brush with this one. And that's really all I need for this. It's not really a detail, so. A big sort of blobby, not quite as big as a makeup brush, but somewhere it's a, you know what it is? It's a Renoir 16, and I've snapped it in half because I don't like having you know those long brushes, the long handles. I've never seen the point of those because how big are someone's hands, you know? Um, <laughs> anyway, so I like to snap them in half. Just another OCD thing I've got. All right, so I've got my whites, I'm going to um, smear some of that on. Now I've actually got um, I've actually got the whole weekend off, which I'm excited about. Uh, might have a friend over this evening. Um, I might not. Uh, might just do some more hobby. My daughter's having her little friend over. I don't know about you guys, but when my friend when my daughters have their friends over, they tend to show off a bit. They get a bit too excited and they start being a bit too silly and start being little smart asses. So I always have to word them up beforehand and say, look, I'm, I'm happy for you to start late. I'm happy for you to have sort of the run of the house and the TV and do whatever you want. But if I say it's bedtime, it's bloody bedtime and I don't want to hear any noise. So I wouldn't say I'm an overly strict father but I what when I do say jump I want them to say how high you know I want them to uh, I always say the same thing to them do as I say when I say and we won't have a problem and anytime when there has been a problem I've always broken it down to so what went wrong and it always ends up being well we may not have listened to you as much as we should have I go that's right now and that's not to say that I'm always right I'm only right 99% of the time obviously but, <laughs> but yeah, that's often what it comes back to. And I remember my dad saying that to me, just do what I say, when I say, and honestly, it won't be a problem. And I think that makes perfect sense. So that's kind of why that's the rule in my house. Okay, so I've just painted either at both ends of the, um, the roof um, where, the, uh, where the framework is, not the actual roof tiles, they're still terracotta. Um, I like Vallejo. I, I do like Citadel paints, I still use them, still buy them, but 
definitely become a real convert over to Vallejo. It just, I don't know, they've already, they've got that milkiness to them that you kind of want. So you can do two coats and it's really kind of smooth. I don't know, I just find them a lot better. And obviously the bottles are a lot better being dropper bottles rather than the little pots. Um, they can still dry up a little bit, but I find them easier to clean off. Uh, yeah, so I haven't, <laughs> like really, it's, I've only been using Vallejo paints for the last year. Before that, it was always Citadel paints. And yeah, now I sort of kick myself and think, wow, I could have been painting a lot easier with easier paints for years, but I will. I'm a, I, I slowly learn, I suppose. That's the kind of personality that I've got. I very slowly learn things. <laughs> uh, all right, this is looking pretty much done as far as the roof. Um, now, being white, I probably should have actually gone with uh, a light gray as a base coat. But being white, you can't really highlight it, can you? Or can you? I mean, you could highlight it. I might, might go with like a, um, not for the roof, for the building. I might just go for like a, a pale gray, just to give it a bit more definition on some of the uprights and stuff like that. So while I've still got the white out, I might do a little bit more. Squeeze. Yeah, a little bit of white, and then just a touch of black in there. Black Vallejo uh, 169 is the code on that one. I don't know why I'm telling you that. It's not like you're gonna rush out and go, right, I'll go and get the 169 black and do exactly what Eero said. So giving this one a shake. Where's the dog? He's all right. He's laying on the carpet, wondering why I'm shaking <laughs> like a madman. Okay, a little bit of black in there, just a touch of black, because I want a very pale gray. We'll mix that up. Now, do you use the bristles to mix it up or do you use the end of the brush, guys? I use the end of the brush most times especially if I've got like a fairly big blob. Uh, it's probably a bit too dark actually. I might put a little bit more white in that. Mixing colors is something I've only really done in the last, uh, that sounds crazy, but in the last couple of years as well. I would just go straight from the pot, you know, Citadel paint straight from the pot, choose a color, bang, off I go. But now, yeah, I, I actually really enjoy trying to find the right color for the right model or whatever it is, you know, by mixing. That's better. It's a really quite a pale gray. Looks like bird poo at the moment. There we go, mixing through nicely. Yeah, nice and pale now. Okay, so then I'm gonna do some dry brushing with the same blobby brush. I love this brush. I've had this for years, maybe three or four years now, I'd say. I wouldn't say I am very fastidious when it comes to looking after my brushes. I don't use that, um, uh, what's it called? I don't use that solution that you can use to keep your brushes clean. I know I should, I know I should guys. But yeah, I don't know, I just don't. I, I, I really, I might have said this before, but I really, when I've got time to do hobby stuff, I just wanna do the stuff that I enjoy. I don't wanna do clean up, I don't wanna do, I don't want to tidy my fungin, but I do sometimes, obviously, I have to. But yeah, I, I'd rather just paint or build <laughs> if I do have spare time. I'm probably not alone with that, but. So what I'm doing is I'm sort of dry brushing the corners with the gray, just to give it, it almost gives it like a bit of a, what do you call it? Like a shadowy look, I suppose. And we're doing the top as well. So at the moment I'm doing the, what do you call it? The outside right wall. 
where there's a bit of brickwork, and I'm just going around the top, around the side or the corner, and around the, the bottom as well, around the base. That looks pretty good, actually. I think I love it when a plan comes together, guys. I didn't really know if this was gonna work, but it's kind of given it, yeah, it's given it just enough, rather than being stark white. Um, but these MDF kits, yeah, I, I, I do like them, like I've said, I do like them, but I wouldn't use them for every project, definitely not. 3D kits and, you know, or 3D printed kits, I should say, and uh, model kits and stuff are definitely offering a lot more as far as detail and fun as well. On the practical side of things, they're a lot more fun to paint, I reckon. But I am having fun doing these. So it's, I think, because it's something different. It's something fairly quick and easy and basic. Um, and that's kind of fun too, because I'm seeing desired results pretty quick, you know? If that makes sense. Okay, so now I'm doing, there's some arches on the front. Uh, like a bit of a, a, more of a flamboyant sort of entrance, if that makes sense too. Um, and I'm just doing the uprights and around the arches, giving it almost like a bit of a shadowy kind of look, I suppose. Because it definitely does need a little something to make it stand out more. And this is working better than I expected, actually. So that's good. It's what we want. Yeah, that's looking nice. That's looking nice. Yeah, I very rarely have a full weekend off. But saying that, I did have last weekend off as well. Um, usually I'm working on, on the Saturdays, which, you know, as I've said before as well, I'm sure I enjoy my job, so it's no problem. And some days I get to finish, like I did today, some days I get to finish early anyway, you know, depends on the workload. Being a gardener, it's very dependent on the weather and stuff like that as well. Um, yes. And the wife's away, she's gone down to see her mother who lives uh, on the other side of town. So, all the kids are here though, so it's not party central at my place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's still nice to have a bit of time to myself. Um, but yeah, I'll go and get the girls soon, pick them all up. The oldest one, she's finished school now, so she's working. She's working at a cafe. She has hopes of becoming a policewoman, which is kind of cool. A bit scary, obviously. Uh, as a dad, but I don't know. I, I've always taught my kids not to live in fear, so I'm leading by example as well. And I'm encouraging her, you know, obviously I'll be worried when she takes to the streets as a beat cop or whatever. She wants to eventually make detective, if she can. But she's got the smarts. She's definitely a switched on girl. I sometimes worry about her logic. She doesn't have a very practical or logical mind. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's something you can learn, you know. Uh, not necessarily has to be inherent. But yeah, it would be it will be scary once she's out there, you know, in the world arresting people and handling, you know, all sorts of people, I suppose, druggies, whatever. Worse. Um, but 
yeah, uh, my thinking is you can't wrap kids up in cotton wool. I, I won't be able to anyway. I mean, she's an adult in one month. Or no, in two weeks, she'll be 18. <laughs> so you can't control them anyway, but you shouldn't really control them because they've got to live their lives, you know? Um, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but they could go out driving and have a serious accident. Touch wood, that doesn't happen. But that's the kind of stuff that can happen by no fault of their own either, you know, with other idiots out there. Um, now, I don't want that to happen, but at the same time, I'm not gonna stop her driving, am I? So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like people that join the army and stuff as well. You, they're doing what they think is right. They're, they're um, serving their nation. And yes, there's risk involved, especially if they're gonna be deployed overseas and if there's a war going on or terrorist threats or whatever, you know. Even, you know, even training accidents happen, guns going off and all that kind of stuff. But my hat still goes off to them because they're going, no, no, I'm gonna go and do this for my country. I think that's fantastic. And yeah, same with police force, fire brigade. Not so much gardeners. <laughs> I'm not really putting my life on the line. Although I get pretty high on the ladder sometimes, girls. Pretty high. And I go on roofs as well. <laughs> anyway, I definitely don't feel I'm putting my life on the line. But everything and anything is dangerous these days, isn't it? Well, always has been. Okay, so, oh, I'm, so I'm working my way around the whole building. I've done the top, done the bottom, done the corners as well. And yeah, it's definitely giving it kind of what I wanted. It's giving it a little bit of shadowy kind of definition, I suppose, in a way. Yeah, it's looking good actually. Um, I started doing the window frames, but then I realized I want to actually paint the window frames a different color. But I might just do the same sort of thing and do a bit of a shadowy kind of mess <laughs> around each window. Yeah, just to give it a little bit of pop, you know? A little bit of pop. Talking of pop, I was actually thinking you know, my, like I said, my daughter's gonna be 18 and she's only getting older and all, all three girls are only gonna get older and one day they'll be married and blah, 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 possibly, and be having kids and I'll be a granddad. And you know what? I'm actually really excited about that. I like the idea of being a pop because my dad's a pop and I like the, the word pop. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool and I love the fact that you've got all the fun parts of being a parent as a, as a grandparent without any of the responsibilities really. I mean, yes, you're still gonna protect them and look after them and feed them and blah, 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 but I don't know, like when I say feed them, I'm gonna give them sugar until their eyes bulge, you know? And then just hand them back <laughs> and say, see you later. But I'm hoping to be in a position where I might still be working because I'm only 42 now, so say, if my oldest, she's 18. Say if she has a kid in the next, I don't know, four, five, six years, I might not even be 50 yet and I'll be a granddad, you know? That's kind of cool. So I'm hoping to be still be working then, but also uh, have more time to be able to spend with the grandkids and uh, take them out or, or you know, if, the, if my daughter needs me to pick up the grandkids, that'd be kind of cool too. Yeah, I don't know. Sort of excites me thinking along those lines. Um, but yeah, 
There's no hurry. <laughs> I don't want her to come home tomorrow and say she's pregnant, but if she does, that's so be it. But uh, yeah, ideally I'd prefer her to be in a happy relationship. Married preferably, because I'm a bit old fashioned um, in that way. But you know what? When my first two daughters came along, I wasn't married and they've turned out all right. <laughs> and I turned out all right. By the time my third one came along, I was married. But yes, um, okay, well, I've just started to run out of the gray now, but that's kind of good because I'm almost done anyway, I think, am I? Or maybe I should make up some more. Yeah. I also might go and get a bit of a drink as well. So I'll be back in a second, guys. And I am back in. I just uh, changed the album over to some best of Fleetwood Mac. Is that going to play? There we go. Love it. Got myself a drink. I've given the boy a drink, my dog. Hang on. I haven't quite finished the drink, actually. Love my music. It's always nice to be able to have the choice of whatever music I want because sometimes having the kids around, their eyes might roll at some of my choices. <laughs> Actually, they like all the older stuff, but it's like when I put on Pantera or Metallica or Rob Zombie is when they start getting me like, Dad, why is your music so scary? And I'm like, well, because I'm ace, so deal with it. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. All right, so. <clears throat> what do we got here? So I'm gonna make up a little bit more gray because I need some more gray. Hope you're enjoying the episode, guys. I like doing these ones. Like I said, I've only done one of these before where I just sort of talk. I think people do it on YouTube and it's called Twitch or it might be called live stream. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I don't know what the kids are doing. But uh, I just talk into my recording device and uh, hope, hope that you enjoy it. <laughs> if you don't, that's totally okay, I understand. But I like talking to you guys while I paint. Better than talking to myself, which is usually the case. <laughs> well, that's a bit light now, so I need to put a bit more of the black in there. Uh, now, the trouble is with me, one of, one of the troublesome things with me is I, oh, there we go. I find it hard to say, uh, like I find it hard, when I'm excited about something, like this particular project, and like every project, I find it hard to know when to stop. So I've got, I've currently in front of me right now, I've got one, two, three, four finished painted buildings for the Wild West project, Coffinwood. I'm working on this building. I've got um, another one on the bench over there that I need to base coat. And I've got some out house buildings, like small barns to do. But I'm still looking at buying more MDF, Wild West kits. Um, I've been looking at Sarissa and Foreground and uh, Blots. Blots was recommended to me by The Imperfect Modeler. They haven't got a huge range, but the, the range they do have is actually really cool. So now I'm tempted to get <laughs> some of those. 
Um, I've also got a fair, probably about half a dozen or so buildings coming from OTP, 3D printed buildings that I'm really excited about. Very excited to, to be painting those eventually. Um, so that's, you know, that's a, what have we got? So that's probably well, well over a dozen buildings anyway. And I'm sort of going, oh, is that enough or do I need more? I kind of want more because I'm enjoying the whole thing. But this was never intended to be a massive project. But I don't know, I, I like it. <laughs> I find it hard to say when, you know? I find it hard to go pull the reins on and just go, all right, Luke, that's enough buildings. Um, but yeah, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe it is one of those ones that will just keep, I'll keep building upon, you know, like my Hellgate project, the 40K one. Uh, but I also have a whole bunch of miniatures to paint, which I am, I'm very much looking forward to. I, I'm just, I guess I'm just really enjoying the terrain stuff at the moment, um, especially off the back of the treehouse. I, I think that sort of put me in a good bounce as far as wanting to build stuff and uh, have buildings and all that, you know, like a diorama type. I love it, love it, love it. So I'm on that kind of trajectory at the moment, I suppose is what you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to painting the miniatures. I'm gonna aim for 80 miniatures, which will be eight gangs of 10, plus there'll be a whole bunch of civilians as well. So, you know, it could be well over 100 miniatures for this one medium-sized project. I'm calling it medium-sized. Uh, for some of you, might be that might be massive, but for me, I don't know. Considering Hellgate, which is, well, Hellgate is infinity. Like, that's just never-ending project. It'll just keep building and building and building and getting big all the time. So, yeah. As far as staying focused, remember my episode on focus? And you remember me talking about Mark Morin, how he sort of said, you're really building like a panorama and somewhere between a diorama and a war game. Um, as far as staying focused, I reckon I'm, I'm patting myself on the back, guys, because the hobby, the hobby uh, butterfly that I've also talked about on the podcast is sort of dormant. He's, he's having a rest. That hobby butterfly is in a cocoon somewhere. Uh, and I'm uh, really staying focused on this project. I stayed focused on the treehouse project and got that done, and I'm staying focused on this one, and I'm enjoying the fact that I'm staying focused. I'm still watching, um, to help me stay focused, I'm still watching Wild West movies. I started watching The Quick and the Dead the other night, but I was getting a bit too sleepy, so I went to bed, so I've got to finish that one. I'm only probably a fifth of the way into that, and I'd forgotten that Leonardo DiCaprio was in that one, actually. He's a great actor. He's only got better with age as well, I reckon. Better with time and experience, I suppose like the rest of us. But he's managed to stay very relevant as well because of his skills. Um, yeah, so so watching things like uh, Wild West movies and uh, also documentaries on YouTube, I've been watching this thing where it gives you like the top 10 of something. So it's the top 10, might be like top 10 worst celebrities or the top 10 most cringy moments on live television or, but the ones I've been watching are the top 10 um, stories from the pioneer days of the of the Wild West, or the top 10 villains of the Wild West, or top 10 uh, heroes of the Wild West, you know, whatever. And they're actually really good to keep me motivated as well, because I don't know, it just stirs the imagination. When you hear about the likes of Wyatt Earp or Billy the Kid, 
Pat Garrett, you know, whatever, or um, Wild Bill Hitchcock, you know, like it, you can't help but, well, I can't help but sort of get excited and think, oh, that's cool. I should uh, paint some more for my Wild West project. <laughs> and when it comes to the miniatures, I um, very much like to name them. So every single one of those miniatures that I mentioned before, every single one of them are gonna have a name and a bit of a backstory as well. A bit of a bio, I suppose, because the idea, so for this project, in case you haven't been listening to the episodes, um, I, I am writing my own game. And I will be doing an episode on that down the track too. It's still in its very early days. I'm still sort of getting my head around it. I've written down some very basic rules, um, but I do want it to be fairly dynamic. I want it to be play out like a wild west. I want it to be full of story, you know, a real good story, um, different scenarios, all that kind of stuff, you know, like, yeah. Um, I forgot where I was going with that point. Oh yeah, yeah, so when it comes to the miniatures, yeah, they they all play a role, you know, and everyone's got a story, everyone's got a, um, a backstory, everyone's got certain skills or something they bring to the table as well. Like you might get someone who is a very keen shot with an old um, Winchester rifle or something, you know. Uh, you might get someone who only uses blades. <laughs> you might get a lady who runs a bordello, but she's also, you know, selling stolen goods on the side. Not swollen goods, stolen goods, who knows. But yeah, that's kind of the idea, is that every single model, every single miniature, is gonna have a name and a story. And that, I don't know, that, <laughs> that excites me. So I'm still, um, yeah, still using the gray here. And it's looking good, it's looking how I kind of imagine it. I'm just giving it a bit of shadowy look and a bit of wear and tear around all the edges of the building and in the internals as well. I'm. Um, on the other buildings I've done, so I've done, I painted the bank, the general store, the sheriff's you know, office, and the uh, saloon, and I've also done the, the gallows. And all of the buildings though, <coughs> excuse me, I haven't painted the internal areas. Actually on, sorry, on the saloon, I've painted the, the bar and one of the little card tables. But other than that, I haven't painted the interior yet. Whereas on this one, I guess, I don't know, because it's so white, I just need to give it a little something on the inside straight away. Um, yeah, it's actually, it's looking good, guys. So I've got to say, not to, you know, beat my own drum, but it's, uh, it's actually looking how I sort of envisioned, which is always a nice thing when stuff just sort of works out, isn't it? Uh, I'm running out of gray again. I'm wondering if I need much more though. Uh, yeah, just doing the inside floor on the ground level now. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna need more, I reckon. All right, we might go to another little break while I get some more gray together. Hi, this is the Imperfect Model here. I just wanted to let you know you're listening to my hobby son on the Imperial Rebel Org podcast. And to tell you, he isn't an orc, he's, an orc. he's just a very naughty boy. boy. I just realised I'm wasting the good stuff. I'm wasting the Vallejo paints. <laughs> when I've got, like literally in front of me, I've got 
black and white, just standard craft acrylic paint from like the hobby, oh, not the hobby shop, from the, um, the hardware store, you know? Oh, so now I'm using that, but, <laughs> but I wasted a few drops of the precious Vallejo paints. Um, it's like, uh, you know, if I was to have, say, the imperfect modeler over, or Roger, or Mark, or Angry Piper, if I was to have one of those blokes over for dinner and I offered them the really good wine instead of just the shit cheap stuff out of a cask, out of a box. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking, guys. I'd drink the good stuff and you could still have the crappy stuff. Okay, so now we've got a, uh, yeah, now we've got a cheaper <laughs> acrylic paint going on and it, it's doing exactly the same thing as the more expensive stuff, which is what we <laughs> should have started with. But anyway, no use uh, crying over spilt Vallejo paint. Um, yeah, this is looking good. It's not amazing. It's not amazing. And I have said this when I put up the blog post about the MDF stuff recently. Uh, I think it was part two of Coffinwood. Might have been part three, actually. Part three of the Coffinwood project over on WordPress, imperialrebelorc.wordpress.com. Go check it out, guys. Um, and it's also on Instagram, which is imperialrebelorc. Go check it out there, too, if you just want to see the pretty pictures. Uh, yeah, I did say on there that it's. I'm going for very basic. Like, you can get really carried away. You can um, texture your MDF, which I've seen some brilliant stuff out there. And actually, talking of Mark earlier, he um, was kind enough to send me a PDF file of a book put out by Sarissa, I think it was, the MDF people, suppliers, manufacturers. And uh, I briefly scanned through it and there was some cool stuff in there, some cool articles. I haven't read it from cover to cover yet. But obviously you can go nuts. You can really make MDF something really special, you know, if you want to. But I don't know, for some reason, I don't want to. I don't, it's not in interesting me enough to do that. I'm actually really happy with how it's going as it is. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not amazing, I'll tell you that. It's not amazing, but it's a bit more than good enough as well. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I kind of like the simplicity of it. And as I said, it's sort of because it is Wild West and, you know, architecture back then wasn't incredible. It was pretty much four walls, uh, a roof, some windows, a door, and uh, maybe a little walkway at the front, you know, a little decking thing. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. That's enough. It was functional. I guess that's I guess that's the key word, isn't it? It's, this all this stuff is very looks very functional. There's somewhere to drink. There's somewhere to go to jail. <laughs> There's somewhere to uh, get your end away. And there's somewhere to get your baked goods, you know, or get your horseshoes put on. It's all very simple stuff. And Coffinwood, my particular Wild West town is yeah a atypical <laughs> type of place it's, you know it's a um it's not breaking the mold or anything i'm not a few people have asked me actually maybe because they're familiar with my work that i usually get a little crazy but i'm not doing anything out of the ordinary <laughs> um some of the characters some of the miniatures 
are definitely going to be out of the box as far as a little bit nuts, a bit off their tree, a bit wild, you know. But the architecture or the terrain, the buildings, yeah, it's pretty standard, I suppose. This one I'm doing now, the House of the Unholy, is just going to be a bad guy hangout, you know, like for a, for a particular gang I've got in mind, or a couple of gangs maybe if they join forces. Who knows? We'll have to see what happens. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a place for them to basically barricade themselves in and fight other gangs. And it's cool. I like the look of it. It serves a purpose and that's it. So yeah, as I say, I'm not going for weird and wonderful. I'm not going for crazy. I'm not going for um, anything but uh, traditional in this sense. Much like, I suppose, the uh, the bolt action project that's behind the scenes always. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty stock standard as well. Nothing surprising there. Maybe a little bit of um, character building, some of the miniatures or whatever, and some slogans painted on tanks and that kind of thing is something as a point of difference. But really, it's all pretty true to form. Historically correct is what I'm getting at. And the same applies for my little Coffinwood town. Yeah, it's looking good. I'm really liking the grey. It's just giving it a bit of a shadowy, dirty, uh, grimy look. Uh, I look forward to showing you guys what I've done. And I'm still working on the uh, still working on the ground floor. Actually, I haven't got to the first floor yet, or the roof. But yeah, I gotta say, it's looking bloody good. All right, guys. Well. For this section of the podcast, I might leave it there. Thanks for joining me. Um, after the next break, we'll do a hobby spotlight, of course. But uh, yeah, it's been fun talking to you while I've done the uh, the ground floor of this MDF kit that I'm calling the House of the Unholy. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. The hobby spotlight this week, folks, is on the Angry Piper. Just type Angry Piper into Instagram and you'll find him. I don't think he's that angry. I think he's just maybe older like me and a lot of the followers of this podcast. We get a little bit cantankerous in our old age, I suppose. We don't understand the youth of today. Anyway, I digress. He um, <laughs> He's a top bloke. He doesn't come across angry at all as far as his comments on the on the uh, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. He actually comes across as quite the opposite. Very much the gentleman and funny and endearing and sweet and all those kinds of things he's probably cringing at right now. He's a he's a painter of miniatures, but his big thing is gaming. He loves gaming. He loves RPGs, he loves miniature tabletop wargaming and he even loves video games apparently according to his website which is theangrypiper.com. Actually, it's just angrypiper.com. Or type in Dead Dick's Tavern and you'll, you'll also find it, which is a great name for a tavern, I must say. The Angry Piper has been blogging 
at since 2011, believe it or not. That's quite a while. That's 10 years, 10 years of blogging. So well done to you, sir. Um, and he's been, uh, yeah, but he's been painting miniatures since sixth grade, which was, um, I think, back in the 1800s by the sounds of it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, really top dude. Go check him out on Instagram or go check out Dead Dick's Tavern. Just type it in, you'll find it. Um, yeah, he's, he's quite a nice painter and, uh, and like I say, just a nice fella. So yeah, check him out, guys. We had an email from Prince. Uh, I don't think it was Prince as of little red Corvette um, fame. (laughs) One, he's dead. And two, I don't know if he was into the miniature hobby. He was miniature himself. But anyway, so Prince from Gollum's Dungeon had a question, actually. He said, uh, with everything that you do, and I think he's referring to um, I have two podcasts and I have uh, three kids and I have a busy life and blah, blah, blah. With everything you do, how do you find to keep up to date with other blogs and pages? Well, that's a great question because I do find it quite tricky sometimes. But what I've tried to get myself into a routine of doing is like early in the morning. So I get up, I have my shower. And while I have my first coffee of the day, I sit in my armchair on the couch and I try to catch up a little bit then. I might have, you know, 15, 20 minutes to sort of have a quick look at what people have been up to. Not ideal because it's kind of like a quick look, if you know what I mean. The best times for me really (laughs) is when everyone else has gone to bed. So then I'm watching a movie or I'm watching a doco or I might be doing some hobby, but then I also can allocate some time to try and catch up with um, people's uh, podcasts or people's um, Instagram posts or people's blogs. So I hope that answers your question, Prince, and uh, all the best with your next album, I guess. If anyone else would like to email me, they can. Just type in imperialrebelorc at gmail.com. Put a subject in the subject heading and it could be um, how long are you going to grow your beard? It could be what was the first miniature you ever painted? What's going to be the last miniature you want to paint before you die? (laughs) Basically, it can be anything, guys. So, uh, yeah, feel free. As far as what have I been up to in the hobby lately, well, it's pretty blatantly obvious if you've listened to this episode. Um, It's all about Coffinwood, my Wild West project, which I'm writing the gaming rules for, building all the terrain and painting all the miniatures. A lot of fun and a lot of work ahead of me. Um, That's it for episode 55, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the free-balling chat, as it were. Um, Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you in episode 56. Cheers. You've been listening to The Imperial Rattle Podcast.